0: Just like at Christmas time, when we read the birth of Jesus story, here in uh, Easter, we want to read the resurrection story. And so here's what we have in Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. All right, so it says like this After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. So imagine you're at this garden, and this huge angel is probably sitting on a a stone that had been rolled away, sitting there just whistling, you know, just whistling along. And then, um, so his appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men, The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. You missed him. He's risen. Just as he said that, just as he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So what did they do? The women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go into Galilee. There they will see me. So you have this story. You have the eyewitnesses of these ladies who came to the tomb to try to find Jesus, and he was risen. He was not in there. The tomb was empty. You know, there's another story in God's word about another person that was in a tomb, and he was raised back to life. In fact, I wonder, this is one of the questions I would love to ask Jesus. I wonder if If Jesus allowed this friend of his that we're about to read, this friend of his that was was in a tomb for four days, one day longer than Jesus, if he was in the tomb for four days, I wonder if he, he allowed him to be in there just to see what it's like for someone to walk out of a tomb. And then you'll see that uh, Jesus says something that is very, very powerful in this uh, book of John chapter 11. So John chapter 11, verse 17, we're going to read this, and we're going to tie in this resurrection story with the resurrection story of Jesus. So John chapter 11, verse 17 through 25. So this is a story of Lazarus. So Lazarus was a good friend of Jesus, and he had two sisters, Mary and Martha. And, uh, and many times in the Bible, uh, Jesus is kind of hanging out with them at Bethany, the town of Bethany. And so uh, Jesus obviously knows of Lazarus, and, um, and so we're going to pick up there in verse 17 of John chapter 11. It says this, on his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days, Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Now, this verse is important, measure, uh, verse uh, 23. It says this, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. He's making that, that, that claim, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. You know, when, when all the dead bodies raise up, I know he's gonna rise up, but Jesus is saying, no, just listen. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Now, this is a very important question. Jesus is asking her, do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? Do you believe that I can raise the dead, that I can give life? Do you believe that? Now, how do we bring that home? How do we bring that home? What grave are you in right now? We sang a song. We sang a song called Glorious Day a few minutes ago. How, talks about when God calls my name, out of that grave, I'm coming and I'm running. What grave do you find yourself in today? Is there a grave of, of difficulty in your life? Is there a grave of financial problems? Is there a grave of health issues? Is is there a grave of relationship strife? Maybe there's maybe you're in the grave of, of ma- marriage issues. You just you're you're at odds and you just can't seem to, to get it right. Maybe maybe you're in, in, in the grave of, of depression. Maybe you're you're in the grave of you know no one no one likes me know, bad self-esteem. Whatever grave that you feel like you're in. And if you're not one in now, we, we kind of come in and out of those graves, don't we? So what grave is God, uh, what grave are you in that God can resurrect you from? And then you need to ask yourself this question. Do I believe that Jesus is the resurrection of life? Do I believe that Jesus can give me life. Jump down to uh, same chapter, verse 38. Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb, the tomb of Lazarus. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. It's pretty similar to, to the kind of tomb that Jesus was laid in. He's probably looking at that going, wow, I'm I'm going to be in one of those. And there's going to be a huge stone rolled in front of it. So he says this in verse 39, take away the stone. Take away the stone. Now this stone was huge, so it probably took several people to, to roll this stone away. But that those few words, take away the stone. We're gonna come back to that in a second. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Yeah, if, if someone laid in the grave for four days and you pulled them up, they're, they're gonna stink pretty bad. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Just believe. There it goes again. He's asking you that same question. Again, the Bible is alive and active and it's trying to speak to you right now. He's asking again, do you believe? Do you believe? And if you do, you're going to see the glory of God. Man, how many times do we long for the glory of God in our life? How many times do we want God to show up big time? And Jesus is saying, look, just believe. Just believe that whatever grave you're in, I can, I'm the resurrection and the life. I can pull you out, and I can give you new life. Verse 41, so they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, I love this. He's, he's praying. Jesus is praying. Before, you know, before he calls Lazarus, and he says this quick prayer, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I thank you that you have heard me. So, so what did Jesus, what did Jesus say that God heard him? Well, Jesus said, "Look, this this is going to happen. I'm the resurrection and the life." And so Jesus is telling his Father, "Look, I, you heard me, and I thank you for hearing me because that was a that was a testament of faith." I believe, Father, that you and I, we're going to do this together. I believe we can do this together. It's kind of like when our children, especially the younger they are, they have these big faith statements in their life, you know. Like if they say, you know, Dad, I'm going I'm to hit this home run. You watch. And you're like, under your breath, son, <laughs> you strike out most of the time. But what do you say? You don't say that. You say, that a boy. Go get him. Go get him, and I'll get you a Chick-fil-A milkshake when you do it. <laughs> no, you, you, you're telling them. And, and, and the reason why your boy does that at the plate is because he's basically saying, Father, you're there? you hear me? I believe I can do this. So Jesus is saying, "Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me." Verse forty-one. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice. Now, before we get to that, did you catch how long that prayer was? It's it's pretty short. Half of, four, half of one verse and one full verse of the other. That's how long the prayer was. And Jesus is about to raise someone back to life. Can I tell you something? Prayer is a great thing. Prayer is a great thing. You know, we recently as a church went through a 21-day fast seeking the Lord, and, and people fasted a variety of things, but... People sought the Lord on their knees in their time and they gave away something. Why? Because prayer is important. Prayer is one of our five core values here at Lake Point Church. Prayer is essential. But can I tell you folks, Because of time when you gotta stop praying and you gotta start doing. There of time, and sometimes I feel like God is saying, okay, I, I hear you. Now do something. <laughs> do something. You know, step out on faith. Lord, I I need a job. Lord, I I can't stand my job. I I need a job. And you keep praying that for weeks and weeks and weeks. And God's like, great. I hear you. Now go do something about it. Put yourself in a position where I can pull you out of that grave. Let me know. Because these ladies and these people had to go tell Jesus that Lazarus Was that? Even though he knew, but he they had to go find Jesus. Hey, Lazarus is sick, and guess what? Lazarus is dead, and guess what? He's been there for four days. So if you're if you're praying constantly about something, God hears your prayer. Check, He's got that, and guess what? He's sitting on the edge of His throne, waiting to see if you will put action to your faith. This prayer is short. This prayer was right before Jesus, raise someone to life. But Lord, I, I, my marriage is rotten. My marriage is awful. Please, please help my marriage. Be with my marriage. And, and you're praying and praying, and that, that's good. But prayers without action, just, Jesus, God is just waiting for you to do something. Okay? Well, if, if, you're, if you're praying about your marriage, great. Now go sign up for counseling. Go sign up for counseling. You know, go do something together. Go um, involve other people to help with your marriage. The example with the job, great. I hear your prayer, but you, you got to get out and network with people. You got to put out the word, or you you got to start, you know, improving your resume, or you know, start a LinkedIn account or something. You know, get off Pinterest and get on LinkedIn and get a job. And so God is saying. They say, God, help my health. My health is awful. My health is awful. Great. Okay, I hear your prayer. That's awesome. Now stop going to Krispy Kreme every other day, and then we'll see if we can fix this. You know what I'm saying? Now, y'all, I'm preaching to myself. This, this This is me and you together. And so this prayer is short, and so God wants you to say, look, Pray a prayer of faith. Make it real and watch me do great things in your life because I am the resurrection and the life. So let's look at this, verse 43. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Now, Jesus is in a cemetery, right, right? So there might be some people buried in the ground. There's some people in, in caves carved out with stones on them. But he is, he is in a cemetery. Why did Jesus have to use Lazarus' name? Because if he said, come out, the whole cemetery would come out, and that would freak everybody out, right? Come out. Uh. No, he had to use Lazarus' name. He had to be specific he had to be specific, calling out, Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. Come out of that grave. Come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Let him go. How do we take this passage and put it to our life? How do we take this passage and put it to our life? What is God telling you today? You know, we read the resurrection of, the, of Jesus, but it's good to re- read a resurrection story <laughs> where Jesus is the one, well, I'm the resurrection of life, and I'm gonna talk about it. Because Jesus is dead in the grave. There's nothing to talk about. He, wouldn't, he, would, you know, he talked about it afterwards. He showed people their, his, his scars and his hands and feet and, and everywhere else. And, but, but with Lazarus, he gives us some clues that you and I can take and we can apply to our life. So here they are. Jesus, in this passage, earlier, he said, roll the stone away. Did you notice that Jesus didn't go up there and try to roll the stone away himself? He had other people roll the stone away, which means this. This is what I get out of that passage, and I believe that God has spoken to me about this. Jesus wants to call your name out of whatever grave you're in. And we've already talked about what types of graves you could be in right now. So Jesus is ready to call you out of that grave and give you a new life. Refresh your marriage. Refresh in your relationships. Help you have a better health. You know, and it's not all about making you happy, but making you healthy in many areas in your life. He wants to provide healing. Okay? He's not all about, let's just all be happy. Okay? He's not a clown. Of course, that would make people freaky, but you know. But he's not all about making people happy. He's about making people healthy and holy. So he wants to provide health in your life. He wants to call you out of that grave. And so he's telling you, remove the stone. In other words, whatever thing in your life is blocking you from Jesus calling your name and pulling you out of that grave, you need to remove the stone. You need to remove the stone. well, what does that look like? Well, God is saying, look, I, I'm ready to help you, but you gotta, you gotta wanna be helped. You gotta be able to want to do things. You gotta do, do your part in order for me to come in and, and do a great thing in your life. Now, I, I'm not saying that, that it takes works for, for God to save your soul. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's, it's all about faith. But w- when you are in areas in your life where you're just stuck in something that, is, that has bad odor in your life, a bad situation, and it's dead and you're stuck in your grave, you and I need to roll away the stone. Whatever is, is causing Jesus not to come in, okay? Uh, whether it be in your marriage, in your finances, whatever those relationships in. Could be, could be pride, God is saying, you know, I would love to, get to free you from this, but there's a stone of pride that's in the way. You know, I would love to help you with your finances, but there's a stone of greed standing in the way. See what I'm saying? See what I'm getting at? Whatever grave you're in, there's a stone. There's a stone in front of your grave that you're in. And Jesus is standing outside, ready to call your name, and he's saying, roll the stone away. You gotta roll the stone away. And sometimes you might need help. It takes more than one person to help you, okay? Whatever that is. So he's telling you, roll the stone away. The other thing is, Jesus called Lazarus by name, like I mentioned earlier. Jesus called Lazarus by name. Jesus is, is ready to call you out of your grave wherever you are, right where you are, by name. In other words, he wants to be involved in, uh, in your life. He wants to be able to say, Frank, I need you to listen, and I need you to come out of that grave right now. Is, is, is God calling your name Has has he done things in your life through circumstances, through other people, other people uh, praying for you or other people saying things to you? Or maybe you read something in God's word and that's a way of God calling your name to saying, look, I need you, Frank. I need you to come out of that grave and he will call your name. Because you'll read something, God, God's word it's like, man, that really relates to me. Maybe I should like underline that or make a journal about it. Or maybe I should tell my spouse about it. And maybe we should pray about it. Maybe that's God calling your name. Maybe so. And so he, he's calling your name. He's calling your name. The other thing, too, is <laughs> the odor of sin in your life. The odor of sin in your life. You, you may have been in that grave for a long time. Maybe you're 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 locked in that in that grave of let's throw one out there. What about lust? The grave of lust. Sinful lust. If you're, if you're locked in that grave, man, that grave that that grave stinks. That grave has a bad odor. And guess what? That odor is gonna is gonna spread through other areas in your life. But can I tell you something? Lazarus could have done this. Because he had, he had wrappings around his face like a mummy. Uh, Jesus, I'm, I'm stinking right now. Just, just, I gotta get cleaned up before I come out. Just give me a few days. I can just imagine him saying that. You know, I stink, I reek. I'm awful, I don't wanna come out. I don't wanna come out for people to see me. Are you kidding me? Jesus is saying, I need you odor, stinkiness, and everything. I need it all. I want you just like you are. Don't feel like you gotta clean yourself up. Can I tell you something? If you're waiting to clean yourself up, you'll never come out of the grave. Because it's the grave that made you stink. It's the grave that brought stu- that, that bad odor in your life. And Jesus is saying, it's time for you to come out of there. Get some fresh air, dude. Yeah, you stink, but we're, we're going to take care of you. Jesus is telling you that right now. Whatever grave you're in, roll away the stone. I'm, I'm speaking to you right now. I'm calling your name. Yeah, come on. I don't, I don't care what you did yesterday. I don't care. I, I know you stink. You feel like you're rotten. Okay, I love you anyway. I love you. Jesus loved Lazarus. And he's telling you right here, right now, I don't care. I want you to come out. Odor and all. And then, you know, when we read this earlier, you know, Jesus said in verse, in verse 40, he said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? And he even said that even a few passages earlier, do you believe? Do you believe that this can happen? You're going to see the glory of God. And so, if you're sitting here thinking, there's no way that God can rescue me out of my grave, my grave is. Is too deep. My grave has a stone that cannot be rolled away. Not at all. There's no way. But Jesus is telling this look, even before you roll the stone away, Jesus is telling you right now, I want to do this. I want to do this. The grave you're in, and you know what that grave is. Think about it. Think about it. The things you do when nobody's watching. The things you think when nobody can read your mind. That's your grave. And Jesus is telling you right now, even before it happens, I want to do a miracle in your life. Do you believe? Do you believe? To believe before it happens. And I love where Jesus prays to His heavenly Father. He's praying for your deliverance. Whatever grave you're in right now, Jesus is in heaven praying to His heavenly Father And this guy, this girl, they need to be set free. Before it even happens, the grave that they're in, they need to be set free. Father, I know you hear my prayer. Let's do this together. Let's do this together. Right now, Jesus is praying for you to come out of the grave Love this. He's showing us right here in the story of Lazarus. Yeah, Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He reigns forever. But, but Lazarus was a person like you and me. And how did Jesus do that? Through these little steps and the characteristics of of this miracle, and to know that right now, God, God is hearing the prayers of his son, and he's praying for you. And the last thing we see, I love this in the last verse of this chapter, the very last sentence. This is the last thing we ever know about. We, we don't know what Lazarus did. We don't know how he got cleaned up afterwards, you know, and the stories he told and, and, and how he went on. I mean, we don't know much of that. This right here is the last part of this, this story. Then it goes on to something else. But l- listen what it says. Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Take off the grave clothes and let him go. Here's where I think some of you are. Because I've been there. Jesus has called you out of the grave. Jesus has called you out of the grave, whatever grave that is, and you know what it is. Okay, we don't have to discuss that. But whatever grave you're in, maybe, maybe Jesus has called you out of that before or maybe it was a different kind of grave, something you've been facing in your life, and God called you out of that, and, and he's, he's called you by name, you've rolled the stone away, you provide just interaction with you and Jesus, And but here's the fact, some of you are still wearing your grave clothes. Some of you are still wearing your, gla- your grave clothes man, I'm, I'm always gonna be like this person. I mean, I know, I know that Jesus saved me. I know that Jesus called me out of a life of sin, out of a life of, of whatever that is greed, out of a life of, of sleeping around with whoever, you know, a life of drug addiction whatever kind of addiction. He's called me out of that. But, but I feel like because of my past, that's who I'll always be, even though, even though I'm not really doing much of that right now. That's who kind of I am because of my past. And Jesus is telling you right now, take off your grave clothes. Take off your grave clothes. That's not who you are. That's not who you are. You are not defined by your past. You're defined by how I love you period so take off your grave clothes and tell Jesus make make me a new life the past is in the past I'm going to forget about it some of you may have taken off your grave clothes some of you still may be keeping them around throw them away burn them burn them whatever is reminding you of your past, get rid of it. Get rid of it. Replace it with God's word. So, do you believe? Do you believe that you can rise again? Do you believe that Jesus is a resurrection and the life? In Romans chapter 8 verse 11, it says this, and if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. You can have new life today. Do you believe that Jesus is the resurrection and life? Do you believe that Jesus Jesus has a power to call you out of that grave in just a moment we're going to ask you to make a decision we're going to ask you to, to respond to this to this Easter message Easter is a time of a resurrection and new life that's what we're celebrating so why are you in your grave just like God called Jesus son it's time to get out of that grave. Jesus, come out. Stone rolled away, Jesus came out. Just like Jesus did with Lazarus. So on this Resurrection Sunday, why are you still in your grave? It's time for you to come out of your grave. It's time for you to come out of your grave. It's time for you to roll away the stone. Whatever that, whatever that stone is, greed, pride, whatever is standing in the way, you got to roll away that stone. You have to do it, and then Jesus is ready to call your name. He's been calling your name. He's been praying for you, and he's ready. And by the way, you need to get rid of your grave clothes. You need to take it off, and you need to move away from that. Jesus said, let him go. I release him God is ready to release you from that grave he's ready to release you from your grave clothes from your past and if you don't believe that then you're gonna stay stuck in your grave so here's what I want us to do some of you may have the stone of pride in what we're about to do that's between you and God all I know is this God told me to preach this message So I'm preaching it. It's you to respond, it's you to respond, but just like you, I, all of us, we have to respond in the way where we trust in the resurrection and the life that Jesus brings to us. So I'm going to ask you if you truly believe, and I'm going to ask you if you are in a grave and you're ready to just get out, we're going to open up this altar. And I want people just to come down. And say, "Oh, I don't, I don't want people to see. I don't want people to come down." Well, then, then stay in your grave. <laughs> stay in your grave. You know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna come up here and say, "What grave are you in?" Hey, this is Billy Bob. He's in this grave. You know, let's pray for him. We're not gonna do that. That's between you and God. But you getting up out of your seat, coming down here to the altar, and just saying, "God, I'm ready to roll the stone away." That's a sign, and then maybe people sitting here today say, "You know, Frank, I haven't prayed much to God. That I don't even really have Jesus in my life. I don't really know this, but I do know this: I'm stuck in a stinky grave, and I don't even know how to get out. I don't even know who to call upon. Just call upon Jesus. Say, Jesus, I confess. I'm waving the white flag. Please forgive me my sin. Please rescue me. I believe in you." Please come into my life and get me out of this grave. He calls your name and I come running out of that grave. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're just going to finish up in just a moment. Easter is still celebrated. Easter comes every time of year. We celebrate that resurrection and the life. But this Easter is about resurrection as all Easter's are and, and it's time for you to have resurrection in your life. So, if you're sitting here today, no one looking around and you're saying, Frank, I need someone to pray for me because I don't really know Jesus right now. I don't know Jesus and I need to call his name and I need to confess my sin and I'm ready to do that. If that is you, simply raise your hand. If you're ready, yes, keep those hands up. Keep those hands up. Amen. Keep those hands up. That is you. You can put your hands down. You say this prayer after me. And when, when we do this, and I want everybody to say this prayer. If, you, if you're a believer, just say it with me. But everybody do this together. And what I want you to do is you're going to repeat after me. And when we're done in the lobby, you come find me. And please, let's, uh, let's get some information. So let's say this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father. I come before you I am a sinner I confess my sin to you please forgive me my sin come into my life be Lord of my life and help me to have a new life in you in Jesus name now every head bowed every eye closed now we're going to do one more thing some of you may even be followers of Christ, but you could still be a follower of Christ and stuck in a grave. So here's what I want you to do. In just a moment, I'm going to count to three. And when I count to three, everybody in this room is going to stand up. And then everybody who wants to come down to the front to pray and, and just have this time of, of, of prayer, pray time, we're, we're going to all pray together. And I want you to come out of that grave. Come out of that grave. Come down to the front. All of you who are ready to be released from that. Okay, here we go, I'm gonna count to three. Everybody's gonna stand. Those who are ready to get set free, you're gonna walk forward, ready. One, two, three. Everybody stand. And if you're ready to come on down to the front, come on down to the grave. Those who are moving, let's give them a hand of support. Come on down, keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. Keep coming. We're going to keep praying, we're going to keep playing, we're going to keep clapping. Now out of respect for them, here's what I want you to do, here's what I want you to do while they're praying, their their hands and their heads are on this altar, okay? And there's some people out there, I know I'm in a grave and I'm afraid to go down there, you know, whatever, that's between you and God. But everybody that's here at this altar, I want us to give them a time of reverence, Give them a time of reverence. And those who are out there, I want you to pray for them. Everybody here on this altar, I want you to do, I want you to do a couple of things. First of all, I want you to tell God, I'm ready to roll that stone away. I'm ready to roll that stone away. Give me the ability to roll that stone away. And then say this I'm ready to hear you call my name. Tell me what I need to do. I'm ready for you to call my name. And then tell him this. This is something very special. Just between between you and him. Personal. Just say, thank you, Jesus, for praying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for praying for me. And then say this. I'm ready to throw the gravestones away. Say it however you want. I'm ready to throw the grave stones, the grave clothes away. Those grave clothes, I'm ready to throw them away. I'm ready to not be defined by my past and I'm ready to have a new life. And then tell them this, this is most important, I believe. I believe you're the resurrection and the life. I believe you're the resurrection and the life. Let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we can, uh, we can get so caught up in a grave of our own. Lord, we just we need to be rescued from that. And Jesus, thank you, Lord, for calling us out. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for, for calling our name specifically. And, and Lord, we say right now, we're rolling the stone away. We're coming out of the grave. And we are ready to throw away those grave clothes and get rid of them once and for all. In Jesus' name, amen. Now everybody up here, I want you to look at me. I want you to look at me. So here's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take just continued walking by faith, and it's gonna take daily listening to the Lord through his word, through prayer, through other people, and you deciding, I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something praying about it is great but it takes action right beyond that and then you got to throw those grave clothes away whatever it takes we're here for you and so let me know how we can pray for you how we can help you either as a married couple or single or whatever you're going through okay all right you guys go back to your seat. hey let's give him a hand for coming up here